Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to, let's see if I can do this. Let's see, I'm going to add this and then make sure I unplug this audio here. And boom, we're ready to rock and roll. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, choking while I talk there. Um, It's all good. We're going to do some cool stuff today. Something's a little bit different. Since uh, we're guestless, our guest uh, called in sick. Our guest called in sick. It's cool, man. It's cool. We still got to do what we got to do. That's right. That's right. We're still going to stay live every day. The show Uh, must go on. The show must go on, and we will continue to put out content for all of you loyal listeners every single day. Absolutely. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. (laughs) With the exception of holidays. With the exception of holidays. (laughs) Disclaimers, disclaimers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so on and so on. So um, we're going to do a couple different things, some stuff I thought I would add to the show a little bit. Um, and you know, it's something that we did at the beginning of our show or somewhere towards the middle when we started doing this for a little bit, doing some shout outs. Um, but I'm gonna do a little bit different because I spent a lot of time on our social media feed talking to a lot of you listeners out there. And so, um, and there's a couple things that I learned today, listening to booze over business, which I'll, I'll give a shout out to those guys, um, to, uh, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna call him fearless agent, which he is a fearless agent, but his actual name is Jonathan, right? So Jonathan and Pancho Francisco Lopez, mm-hmm. you want to tag him in the uh, post? I don't know how. Like you, you did something weird here, this oh, watch party thing, and I'm like trying Invite to invite others. This out. Sh- search by name or something. Yeah, I, I did, and then I type in like Francisco, and like nothing. It says no results found. How about an invite? I don't, I don't know. know, dude. I don't know. You I messed, messed it all up. up. You messed I messed it all it up. up. All right. Well, whatever. So uh, I don't know how I did that. But okay. Well, either way, we're still going to record it and it'll go on Facebook at some point somewhere. Yeah, maybe we'll just ta- start tagging people in the comments. There you go. There we we'll go. Francisco Lopez. Boom. All right. Anyway, so I was watching Booze Over Business Shit. and um, I forgot his name, the, the, his guest that he had on the show. I think it was uh, Michael, I think was his name. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I got to look it up again. Oh, my goodness. Horrible, right? Dude, I should be. And actual, I'm getting you're better. You're the actual worst. I'm getting better with names. Well, I remember his uh, his his uh, call thing was at Agent Gecko. So that at I do Agent remember. Agent Gecko, okay. And so anyways, he was saying that one of the things we should do, one of the ideas he, he, he threw out there was that when I reply to people, I should reply with people with a DM video. And I was like, that's genius. Michael Guerrero. See, I was right. It was Michael. It was Michael See? something. But I, I knew mean, it was Michael. And it was Agent Gecko, right? Yeah. 
See, I got good at that. See, okay. So I'm remembering. I just didn't you remember are, his last are. name. So anyways, he said I should reply back with video messages. So now every time I get a Facebook uh, friend request or I get a uh, Instagram request, I'm replying back with a video saying, hey, thank you for following or thank you for being my friend. I appreciate it. Follow us on our uh, on our Facebook. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, sorry. Listen to our podcast. And if I can do anything to bring you value, you know, let me know. And it's cool because it's personal. Like, I feel like before, like I would say, hey, and I would put their name which kind of made it custom, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe it's not so custom. Maybe it's just a cut and paste type thing. And for the most part, it kind of is. But now if I take that little quick second and just say, hey, thank you for, you know, hopping on the show or the, hey, thank you for, you know, giving me a follow. I think it just gives that much more effort and that much more emphasis to the fact that I care that you became my friend or I care that you're following me. So, you know, it's, it's awesome to use that kind of content. And again, that came from Booze Over Business. So, hey, thanks a lot, guys, for putting on the show because Every time you get out there and you listen to what other people are doing, you can learn. You can grab little nuggets of information and then implement them. There's so many people that went out to the TNC convention. Do you see a lot of people over there? I, there was a, a ton of people. A ton so of people, many people right? that we've had on the show. And I was kind of a little butthurt that I didn't even know this thing was happening. So either, <laughs> you know, I was a little butthurt because nobody told me. But you then say, it, this is when you say Tifty. Tifty. I don't even know what that means. But I was a little thanks, butthurt that that for even the happened. Invite. Oh, that's what that is. Thanks for the invite. But the, the the other thing is, it's my fault. I should have known about things going on in my own city. That's right? true. That's personal accountability in, in a sense. For sure. So, so, but either way, um, you guys that were out there at that event, you shared so many videos. You posted so many stuff on live. You made so many comments. I feel like I was there, and I'm gathering a lot of information. And here's something that I'm going to drop. Maybe it's a little controversial. Maybe it's not. But I'm going to say something out there to everybody who went to the TNC convention. This is a challenge to you guys. You ready? I know that the main point of that traffic and conversion convention that you guys went to is for you to put out more video content put out more content in general consistently on a daily basis and here's my challenge to you guys put more than me Ooh, that's it you might have went to the convention and learned all kinds of cool neat tricks but my challenge to you is outwork me put out more content than me apparently there's no sound on uh our watch party going on right now what again i i don't i don't know Oh, man. See, you messed it all up by doing this watch party thing. Yeah, I did. My bad. What if I uh, take off this thing? Did the sound sound come back? End watch party. People will no longer be able to watch video in this watch party. Okay, fine. End the watch party. Ending but we can still have the party. live, right? So I, I think we're still live. But now our, our podcast audio is all <laughs> well, ridiculous. That's okay. We no can edit deal. that. We can edit that. No big deal. All right. Yeah. We'll see if we can continue to do the live feed and uh, maybe you can restart the live feed and we'll go from there. But anyways, um, you know, I was saying and my challenge to you guys out there, because even though you might not be listening to it on live, I know you'll listen to the podcast on replay. And my challenge to you guys is to put out more content than us. Now, look, I'm not saying I'm the best content creator, nor am I saying my content is the best content out there, but it is content. So if you are going to get better at your craft, you need to get out there and actually do and actually uh, take what you learned and 
put it into action. That's the biggest thing, right? It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if you're working expired. I don't care if you're a buyer's agent. I don't care if you're a small business owner. Whatever it is, your craft only gets better if you put it into practice. Are you going to suck at it the first time? Heck yeah. Go back to episode one of our show and listen to that one. It's horrible. I'm telling you right now, it's not very good, but it is episode one and it's gotten better and better and better progressively over time. So just go out and practice your craft and you're going to get better as you go on. Okay. Next thing I wanted to make sure that we knew about is a, is a speaker thing right there. I know. I know it sounds talk, good. Just keep, oh, t- keep talking. Okay. Sorry. He wants me to keep going on my uh, monologues. All right. Next thing I wanted to talk about. So today is February 28th, which means tomorrow is March 1st. So real estate agents out there, I don't know if you know this, but for the most part, when you write a listing agreement, you tend to start it and end it at beginning and ends of the month. So let's say you put it for six months and maybe it's the 28th of the month or the you're going to end it on the first of the month and your listing expires. Hopefully you're not the one who has an expired listing, but listings do expire and they tend to have the highest expiration dates at the change of the month. That's today the 28th and tomorrow the 1st. So when this episode airs, it's going to be March 1st. You should take down Uh, Take a little bit of time and go down your expired list if you wanted to talk to people who have their hand in the air right now, right? There are already people saying, hey, I'm interested in selling my house. Proof is that they actually had it on the market already. So you can get out out there and start talking to them and maybe find yourself a few leads. Are you going to compete with other agents who are making the phone calls? Hell yeah, you are. But stick to it. If you get somebody on the phone, I I heard Sam the other day, by the way, Sam from uh, Big Block, and he was talking about uh, the simplest way that you can use as a CRM is like a three by five card. So you have your your list of uh, expires that you're going to call. And yeah, a lot of them are going to be wrong numbers and some people aren't going to pick up. But every call that you do get to talk to somebody, take down that lead, write it on three by five card and you hold that three by five card every single day until you continue to follow up and convert that uh, lead into an appointment and then you convert it into you know a listing and so forth. So if you follow a simple process like that, you have a whole bunch of expires that are gonna be coming out today and tomorrow. Just do that on a regular basis and you're gonna get to the point where you want to be, which is to be a listing agent, which means you have multiple listings, which means if you're a buyer's agent right now, I know you're probably giving up a lot of your weekends and being a listing agent is on the more powerful side, I personally believe, because you get your time back. You're in control of the transaction. So expired Palooza is what we call it in our coaching program. Expired Palooza. That happens at the end of every month, especially if the expired happens on the weekend. Then you got a lot extra time to call because there's people who are home. All right. So that was uh, that was the next big thing that I wanted to talk about. And then the third thing I wanted to bring back was the shout outs. So Special shout out today. First one on my list is to Heather Kearney. Now, Heather was on our show. She's got an episode you might want to check out. Great episode on uh, door knocking and open houses. And I wanted to send out a congrats to Heather because she got a new listing. Of course she got a new listing, right? She she hosts open houses. She knocks on doors ahead of time to meet the neighbors. Mm -hmm, They ask mm -hmm. questions about the house for sale. Some of them might be thinking about selling themselves. Yep. And guess what Heather does? She lists those as well. She lists those as well. So congratulations, <laughs> Heather, on your newest listing. You know, I know you're kicking butt out there, so keep it up. Next one goes out to Eric Herman, right? Make sure you're tagging these ones. No, we're not tagging anybody. I oh. cut the live feed. Oh. There's no sound. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know what's up with it either. Okay, well, oh, is it? 
plugged in? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I was looking at when I was over here. Oh, well. All right. Well, either way. So next one goes out to Eric Herman. Congrats on your closing. You you just uh, had a closing. So I wanted to make sure I send a shout out of congratulations. By the way, if you post your successes in uh, on Facebook or Instagram and tag us in it, then uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show. We like doing these sorts of things. Next one, Vicky Sandoval. She's actually going to be on the podcast here coming up very, very soon. Uh, select premiere. Properties? Select Premier Properties SPP? is going to be like number four Yeah, them? something like that. Well, SPP team's kicking butt. They had another closing. So congratulations to Vicky. She had a post here on the closing. I'm not sure if it was her team or hers, but either way, SPP's kicking some butt out there. But I like the fact that we're already talking about teams because that's going to lead right into the scalability that we're going to be talking about oh, later yeah, on. Gonna, that's, the, that's the topic, right? That's the topic. And then another team that they're not really a team, but they're teaming up. Oh yeah, I love I love this dynamic duo. Yeah, dude. I love business what they're doing. Girls, business girls. Big shout out to the business girls. That's they're, right. They're gonna put us out of business. If they, they are. Uh, if they continue to do what they're doing, oh woo, yeah. You know that challenge I issued? They're gonna take it head on. Watch. Oh, for sure. And they're gonna kick your butt too. All right, let's drop some names here. So, Anjanette and Jennifer, Miss South Bay, and Jenny from the Block. You guys are posting some great videos. Some fantastic videos video quality first of all is good yep right Excellent. so we love the video quality mm-hmm. second the content is fun not super boring it's not like you know hey this is my house or whatever it is it's fun you guys got some personal questions you're getting yourself out there and at the same time you're giving some useful information that's that's uh helpful for buyers out there looking to get you know into mm-hmm. a home at some point so great content out there keep it up and also keep- and also for for folks that are listing their homes that was yeah the, that was engineers yeah, the five engineers. tips right so yeah so great job on posting that stuff keep it up keep doing what you're doing um and then another shout out for anjanette because it looks like she just closed the listing whoop whoop she sure did so congratulations anjanette miss south bay on your recent close killing it killing it absolutely all right uh next thing new friends so uh if you send me a friend request hernan Hernan Cias or at Business Bros Pod on our uh, on our Facebook, Instagram, that sort of stuff, and you want to join our group, we're gonna give you shout outs and say thank you for being part of uh, the Business Bros family. So uh, new friends for this week, and this is a new thing. So those of you who are already friends, trust me, we super super appreciate all the love and support. Um, and in fact, the friendship is growing so fast with uh, so many friend requests, so many people you know wanted to be part of the program that we we thought it would be a good idea to. You know, give you guys the credit where credit is due and say thank you and, and give you much love. So a uh, friend request for today uh, came in from uh, Carmen Cipollon. Uh, if I pronounce your name wrong, I'm sorry. I try. <laughs> Once I know you in person, maybe after we talk, then you can get uh, you help me with the translation here or with the uh, enunciation, pronunciation, whatever it's going to be. But in the meantime, uh, Carmen Cipollon, uh, Blake Reynolds, thanks for the friend request, Rob uh, Hidyadi. And Arvin Taylor, thanks guys for uh, sending the frame request. Some of you got DM message back, and some of you I just started it after. So uh, I, most of you, if you send me a friend request or or send me a little DM, I'll shoot you a little video and say hey, thank you, because uh, really I just want to interact with you guys. I want to get to know you guys. I want you guys, if you're interested, to be part of the program. And if you if you're nerv- nervous about being on the podcast, that's okay. We can still be friends on Facebook and Instagram. 
I'd love to hear about what's going on. And remember, send me a shout out, tag us at Business Bros Pod or hashtag Business Bros Pod, and uh, we'll give you a shout out when you have your success story. So every single closing out there, if you guys are listening, hashtag Business Bros Pod or tag us at Business Bros Pod or Hernan Cias. And I would love to, you know, give you your congrats where congrats is due. Let's let's uh, let's yeah, keep being productive, I like that. dude. I like let's it. just keep being productive. Well, we are uh, picking up right here at the beginning of quarter or at the very end of quarter one right yep so uh we're jumping right here into march uh by the time this episode actually posts it will be march 1st it will be march 1st and so uh you know we're nearing the end of q1 and let's keep productivity going into q2 let's do it all right uh today's actual topic right today's actual topic now that we've gotten through the uh through the great segments, stuff, by the way, dude. I great like segments. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really fun to be able to give shout outs to people that have been on the podcast, uh, former guests, friends, family, you know, everybody who's out there doing the damn thing, you know, because yeah. everybody's out there just killing it, rocking you guys it. Are working. Uh, people like like Zabi and Gabe Mendez and Jose and, and Jeanette and Jennifer and all these people that we're talking about. Uh, any Sam. can't forget any Sam. I mean, so many people out there Mike, just I mean, creating all, of, all of this content, and it's Marvin. really, really freaking cool. Marvin, exciting, K-ton. dude. It, I mean, the list, the list goes, goes on. Literally goes on. Literally DJ. goes on. And so, all of these things uh, are things that anybody in any business industry needs to be paying attention to and can absolutely learn from. And that's one of the points that I'm really trying to push uh, in our insurance agents as well. Yeah, we don't have the, uh, you know, sexiness of showing homes and all this other stuff, but we have amazing clients with awesome restaurants and uh, businesses and the cars that they buy and the things that we insure and the ways that that we're protecting them, the homes that they're insuring, you know, just because we're not the real estate agent doesn't mean that we're not insuring a beautiful home. And right. it's absolutely our uh, pleasure, privilege, uh, ability to show off what we're doing to help these people and get those testimonials. So insurance agents out there, if you're not utilizing the power of social media videos and interacting with your clients, I'm telling you, jump on board. If you look at what all of these real estate agents are doing and all these lenders are doing, you know, the leads that they're generating from all this stuff, the relationships that they're building, hashtag powerful relationships, hashtag right? Hashtag powerful relationships. Get on it. And if you're not in the insurance industry, insurance industry, and you're not in the real estate industry, if you're carpet cleaning, if you are... Philip uh, Morgan. Right? At whatever business that you're doing... Attorney at law, Andy Cook. Use social media as your platform. Absolutely. You have to. It's just the tool of today. It's, it's your brand. I loved what... Uh, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Was it... Uh... Dang, I It'll come back it to you. Must have been uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't a lie. I, I just can't remember who it was that said it, but one of our previous guests was talking about uh, that the social media is your long term. That's your brand. That's and then you have your- Anthony Manzon. Anthony Manzon. Of course it was. Oh, speaking of scalability, you know what? Let's ju- let's just jump into the scalability. Jumping right into scalability. So- all right. So first of all, let's just define what scalability is, right? Okay. Scalability. So for the most part, if you're getting into business and you're starting off by yourself, you're a one-man band. You do everything, right? You you manage the books. You do the invoicing. You deal with customers. You you go out and meet clients. You we, build we, them. You do can I, everything. Can I, can I, can I, can I th- roll this back just a little bit? Yeah. If you've never read the book, The Cash Flow Quadrant, you need to read this book. You need to read this book if you want to understand understand exactly what the 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 
reasons for scalability really truly are. So you on the left side of that cash flow quadrant, you have ENS, right? Employee and self-employed. And on the right side, you have business owner, B, and I for investor. So which side of the uh, cash flow quadrant you land on is how well you're able to implement scalability. Now go ahead and right. sorry to well, interrupt. Well, since you, since you dropped in a book, then, then one of the best books to talk about being able to decide how to factor in jobs is uh, like Michael Gerber's E-Myth book. For sure. Right? So so anyways, I think where, where I was at was when you first start off, you start off as a self-employed person. Mm-hmm. You're the individual. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. most of the time, you're the person who's, who's doing everything in your business. And at some point, if you do not develop and put systems in place, you are going to do what most people do and that's either fail because your business isn't good or two you're gonna fail because you burn out you literally are just done after doing it I mean the statistic was something like nine out of ten businesses fail in their first year and then of the ones that survive nine out of ten of those fail within the first five years and the ones that fail in the first five years it's usually burnout because you never were able to scale anything you're working every single day you're working super hard but you've capped out you've plateaued at your growth rate and that's where scalability comes in this is one of the big big things that we're working on in the insurance in our insurance agency right now is that scalability when it comes right down to it if you're on the ENS side of that cash flow quadrant if you're an employee or a self-employed person you are limited by what you are able to do what the people on the right side of the cash flow clash cash flow quadrant do the business owners and the investors is they utilize and leverage OPM OP OPT OPR right? Other people's money, other people's time, and other people's resources. And that means that you have to be able to build systems and find ways to get other people involved to do more of that work so that you're not doing all of the heavy lifting and doing everything. If you're limited just by your own work, there's only so far you can go. There's only so because there's, there's only so many hours in the day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if we're talking about real estate, there's a lot of things that you can hand off to a transaction coordinator. If you're a real estate agent and you haven't used a transaction coordinator, that's got to be step number one. You need a TC on your corner because they're handling, making sure things are in compliance, that that contracts are in place. That's like at the very least step one. Well, speaking and, of Anthony Manzan, he had a uh, specific theory that he was a specific theory method that he talked. About about I think it was a Tim Ferriss right uh, where you bring on one assistant and then the second assistant and then you start bringing on a buyer's agent and all this other right. stuff right so uh, you know there's a book there's a resource for you right there where you can if you are in the real estate industry that's how you start yeah, I think he got it from the red book from Keller Williams by the way oh okay my so, bad so either but either way I mean that's that's kind of where he's kind of where he was talking about when he was saying you know you bring on an assistant you bring another assistant it's what these assistants do that's going to make a big difference uh, what often happens especially in real estate sales in general what often happens when you are trying to scale you tend to want to give away the things that are the money-making activities the things that that are going to put you in front of the client that things are going to make you uncomfortable like lead generation and lead follow-up and that's one of the mistakes that younger businesses make and ultimately they end up crashing and burning because nobody cares about your business as much as you do you can't present your personality through somebody else that has to be you 
you can you cannot delegate things that put you in front of the client. Those are all going to be you. But the other things, the paperwork things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The transactional things, the things that are that are that are the minutia of the business, that's the stuff you can delegate. If you're caught in your email all day long or you're caught in the paperwork or you're caught at the inspections or the whatever or you know, putting flyers in mailboxes, those are all mundane tasks that can be delegated to other staff. But the things that you cannot delegate are the things that are going to keep you in business and the doors open. Those are the, excuse me, those are the sales themselves. That's where you get in front of the client. That's where you're going to present. That's where you're calling to lead generate. That's where you're negotiating those things. Those are all your situational things that are what the, what the client is hiring you to do. But to scale, you need to look at the things that are mundane, some some of the, the other staff. And that's why when we were talking to Anthony, he said he had, uh, you know, assistant number one, assistant number two, then he can work with the buyer's agent because assistant number one and assistant number two were there to help with the paperwork process. Everything that supports the agent is what gets tasked to the mm-hmm. to the assistant. Then he can focus his attention on what he's good at. He can focus his attention on generating more client leads, setting more appointments, and going on more appointments. That any successful agent cannot give away. That is what's going to separate you. But you have to free up your time in the process. If you're again, if you're spending your time doing these other things, you're not allowing yourself the time to go out and meet more people, get in front of more people and tell them what it is you do. So for me, a big part of uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was a recommendation from Andy Cruz. He's been posting a bunch of different books that he's been reading, and one of them was Scaling Up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Andy, I'm, I'm challenging myself on your behalf to actually read that book sometime and you know learn more about what it is that it takes to scale a business. Um, I think that I'm doing a lot of that already in the insurance agency. And to me, it's you know working yourself out of a job. Yeah. Being able to replace yourself, being able to get to a point where you're working on your business, not in your business. So when it comes to real estate agents, you're talking about there are certain things that you can't give away, you can't give away, you can't give away. And I agree that that's also the case for a lot of uh, business owners. There are certain things that you, the business owner, the salesperson, you need to do. And there are things that you can absolutely give away. And it's a matter of figuring out what those things are and putting a system in place to allow other people to take on those roles. So I think it's important that you begin with the end in mind, always. You have to have a clear vision of what your business is going to look like at the end. When it's all said and done, when everything is set the way that you want it to, are you a Keller Williams? Are you a Remax? Are you a Geico? Are you a ServPro? Are you a, you know, whatever these big name companies are that you're uh, buying into or, or starting to grow your business into modeling, figure out what they're doing. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just take what they're doing and bring it down to where you are today. And along the way, you're going to find those tasks that other people can do that you don't need to. And that's how you scale. That's how you continue to grow. Yeah. Another example is is like 
as you guys know, I mean, I'm an EXP agent. One of the reasons why I like to be an EXP agent is because of of the recruiting model, right? Uh, I don't know if I ever want to be a broker, like a traditional broker. There's just too much overhead, too many things that I want to focus that that take up a lot of that overhead brokers. I mean, you've heard the same before being a broker only makes you broker like the profit mm. margin in, in, in handling and host and having a traditional brokerage model is not that great, but very good brokers can be successful if they continue to recruit. And mm-hmm. that's really where it's at. I like the recruiting part. I like talking to you agents and giving you information and helping you become better. I just don't want to be a managing broker. Well, recruiting is great, but Recruiting only works if you have an infrastructure to support right. that growth. Right. Absolutely. And that's and and if if you transcend that over to what we're doing in the insurance industry, well, in the insurance in the insurance world, we recruit agents all the time, mm-hmm. and and part of it is just the recruitment model. But we've developed a system in place where we can support them not using a traditional brick and mortar, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz we're mm-hmm. supporting them all over California. Right. Right? And providing the support and the training and and that's a scalable model. Right. That's what we're doing right now is we're building some systems in place so that when, you know, applications come in, when quotes come in, when pro- things in the back end get processed, they process smoothly and, and they come in, they go out as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those reasons why I like EXP, too, because then all I have to do is train agents. I can recruit them and say, hey, look, come be part of my team. My team has, you know, social media people. My team has this. My team has that. Whatever it is. Come on over. We'll get you trained. We'll get you working with us. And you don't actually work for me. We're building your individual brand, Mr. or Mrs. Agent or Mr mrs agent team or whatever it is right and we're all we're doing is providing the support and and that's when you know you're looking at it as an agent and you're looking at it as trying to build something bigger you know sometimes bigger doesn't mean a physical building with your name on it that's cool that's old-fashioned thinking though it doesn't necessarily have to do that not with technology i mean we're doing a podcast with our freaking cell phones for god's sakes yeah right? no i mean we really don't necessarily need the building with our name on no, it no it sounds great sounds great but what if you just have you know a uh instagram or twitter or whatever it is with millions upon millions of followers i mean you don't necessarily have a that building with your name on it but you definitely have a following and that's kind of it right that that's your brand that's your brand exactly how do you take that following and turn it into something a little more profitable a little more scalable that's where these systems are coming in place well when it comes right down to it if you have that kind of a following you're doing something that's going to make you profitable i mean (laughs) yeah that's true that's just what it is that whatever it is that you're doing it's something that is somehow making you money because when you have that many followers you're doing something you're doing something right. Yeah, you're doing something right for sure. You're bringing you're bringing value. You're bringing content that people uh, like, learn, or love, right? Mm-hmm. So they're learning either something on your show or they're enjoying it. But that's that's really what our social media is, anyways. It's our date. It's our it's our reality TV. That's what True. it is, right? I, I was talking to Marvin the other day, and that's what that's how he was describing it to me, dude. It's your reality TV, and there's some people that are going to find you interesting, and there's some people that are not going to find you interesting. Mm-hmm. But you need to continue to put out content. And that was part of the challenge that I'm throwing out there for the people who went to TNC. You got to put out content. Your reality show is either going to suck or it's going to be good, right? And if it's really good, you have a lot of followers. If it's okay, you have some followers. And you know what? If it sucks, then you need to rearrange the way you're doing things to put to put valuable content. out on the table but for what it's worth everybody that went to that tnc concert at least the ones that i saw 
they always have good content. They do for the most part. The ones they that do. I was looking at. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they're, have some great stuff. Fantastic. Right. That's why. That's why I little little fire under the butt. It's not like they're not going to do stuff. I just you know like to yeah. poke some poke some uh, poke, poke some lions. Yeah. Poke, poke some bear. bears. Poke some bears. Poke some lions and see what happens. <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. my. Right. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, you know, th- and th- that that's kind of what we wanted to bring to the table. I don't know how much time we have because we did. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna edit some time out. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, I know we had some interruptions here in the middle. We did, we but, did. Uh, but no big deal. You know what? I'm and for the most part, I kind of leave those edits in there, anyways. Yeah, you people, you guys know we just run the show. The only time we <laughs> we really edited that t- that timeout was with Jessica was here. Oh yeah, and, and the smoke alarms went off, just, and we had just to hit the skip it. button. You know, just <laughs> hit the thirty the seconds button. forward. Yeah, and you'd be good. You'd be yeah. good to go. No, but I mean, for for what it's worth, you know, I wanted to really actually dive more into scalability. I don't feel like we really did. Because it's not, you know, yeah, this show is very real estate based. We talk to real estate agents all day long. But, okay, so let me ask you this. How do you scale if you are a real estate agent? You're talking about EXP. Is that is that the way to do it? There's there's a ton of ways. I mean, Big Block has been, been scaling their, their model. There's people within Big Block that have their teams that have scaled their model, mm-hmm. right? And I think the, the biggest part is is training up their people like dean has his truth hustle thing too right that's another scalable model Mm -hmm. he doesn't ever come on and say hey you're a dean aguilar agent you need to put dean aguilar on your card and you know you're you're brandy dean aguilar it's not about that Mm -hmm. right he's talking about let me show you let me first of all let's break down what's stopping you what's in your head and what's stopping you then let's show you what you should be doing and then let's talk about how you're doing it and make it a little bit better and we're going to progressively make you better. And then, you know, we're going to give you the opportunity to work with our brokerage. If that's what you want to do, if you want to leave, that's fine too. Go on, you know, go out and make your own thing. But he knows that the more value that he can provide, mm-hmm. the more success he's going to have within his agency. And then it's, which it's is actually really cool that you mention it because one of the things that, uh, I'm really harping on when it comes to our, um, when it comes to our, our insurance agency is that ability to add value. Did you know, I mean, we haven't had sat down and had like our partner meeting in a little while, but in almost did two you months, know? Yeah, we're usually pretty good about doing that monthly. Yeah, but there's been, you know, Yeah, we issues. had some hiccups here. Uh, anyway, but did you know that we are now offering group health? Mm-hmm. We are now offering payroll services. We are now offering merchant account services. So if your business processes credit cards, we can save you money. Uh, did you know that we're getting ready to offer uh, group disability? And uh, you know, I don't want to say Step anything. I don't want to say anything uh, too too preemptively here. Uh, but uh, volunteer benefits, you know, which basically means um, if you get hurt off the job you will have a way to replace your income uh you know so that you're not stuck without making some money if you get hurt and you can't go to work yeah well <laughs> all these things are all in the insurance realm and that's one of those again the only way you're able to offer these things is if you have a system in place to do so mm-hmm. right and that's that's exactly what you've been doing with with our staffing agency with our you know employee employee training mm-hmm. with the training videos that you've been putting together you're basically taking what you do and you're systematizing it and you're that's making what it I do because that's what you do right so that w- that skill that task that you want somebody else to do they can watch a video and they can review and they can see how they 
exactly want it done. Then when it's being implemented, you can go back and oversee and say, okay, look, this is what the video said to do, right? This is where you skip the step. Let's mm-hmm. make sure we get this cleaned up, right? So it's one one part is developing the system to do so, right? That you had to figure it out first, mm-hmm. how, what your process is. Then the next step is going to be, well, now you got to take your process and you got to put it in some sort of medium, whether it's a like a, an employee manual or a video or whatever it is. You or have a to, red book or re, or a red book, Keller Williams red book, right? Whatever it is. And now here's the system. Now you got to follow it and then we get the employee to follow the process and then we manage the employee to make sure that they're following the process the way we have it laid out. That's a lot of steps mm-hmm. and, and that's just one task, right? So as How to create a system step by step. Yeah, but that's what it is, right? <laughs> and that's, that's part of the scale, scalability that you're talking about. These are the things that are going to take your business to another level, but they're work. Mm-hmm. They're, it's a lot of work that goes into figuring it out in the first place, then recording it and putting it together, then employing somebody to run that system and then managing the system. Right. But that's what you're talking about. Working in your business work versus working, uh, you know, working on your business versus working. What was in your business? In your business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's it's the difference between managing a team of 42 agents to teach them how to write insurance and how to process all of these different transactions, how to service their clients, what to do at the time of renewal, how to um how to help a business client during an audit, how to look for different risks. You know, it's a matter of teaching all of these things so that they're out there doing the work versus you doing that actual work. And you've actually talked about this before uh, in the broker versus being the actual agent model, mm-hmm. right? Where if you're the broker and you're out there teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching that you're making possibly less money than if you just go out there and do the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the right. highest level and making those calls and being a salesperson. Well, it, it comes down to, you know, if you're in business, you're, you know, what, what do we say? Your your job is to be of service to other, but to be of service to others, but your business's job is to make a profit. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at your brokerage or you're looking at your agency or you're looking at your team, you better be looking at the bottom line. You better mm-hmm. be looking at the profit. And if your profit is not there, then maybe the way you've scaled your team, maybe the way you've built your brokerage, you need to really take a look in the mirror there and say, what do I need to get out of this? Because it's cool, it's an ego thing to have a lot of people under your belt, but if it's not profitable, then why the hell are you doing it? Mm -hmm. You would probably be better off building people under you like an EXP and using your own production along the way. You'd have a lot more money, you'd probably have a lot more time because the the profitability is much higher when you're a single producing agent than you are are when you're off recruiting and running a brokerage. So you kind of, you know, I, I always hear a lot of real estate agents talk about total volume. You know, oh, hey, we sold $7 million this quarter. Well, great. Well, but how much did you keep? Mm-hmm. Right? That's really the bottom line. It's the profit margin that you have to look at for you to be successful. Because if you're just doing volume, but your splits are so low or your overhead is so high that you're not making anything in the end, what the hell are you doing it for? <laughs> I love it because that's exactly how I feel. Right. But but that's really uh, what that's, you got to look at. No, it's it's, so, it's so true. It's so true because you know, and and it, we look at these things, and yeah, it's 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 awesome that we have this team and we're doing all these different things that we're doing. Uh, but that bottom line right now is not where we want it to be. Right. And and but every time you and here's the here's the catch twenty two of the scaling side. Right. So 
you invest all this money into developing your systems or developing your staff at the expense of your bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so now you got to wait and see, well, did this investment pay out? So mm-hmm. you have to have a, that's where the time frame comes in. That's why you put like, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do this for six months and we're going to see where we're at after six months, how much money came in, how much money came out. Right. Because ultimately it's got to be profitable in the long term. Mm-hmm. And but if it's not, then and if it's not, then you did something wrong. And unfortunately, it was a, it was a waste of money. But you learn from that experience. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to actually take the time to look at your numbers and see, does this make sense? If this makes sense, we continue. If it doesn't make sense, we need to make a change. You know, and, and that's going to be, that's what I, I feel a lot of teams out there, a lot of brokerages out there as the market's going to shift. You need to really look at the bottom line. Are you profitable as a team? Are you profitable as a, as a brokerage? And if not, you need to decide, do I want to continue to go this brokerage route? Do I want to go back to just being a single producer with maybe, you know, an assistant or two where I was making more money? Or do I like this recruiting thing? And if I do, I need to have a model in place so that I can build a business long term and here's the i mean infrastructure infrastructure and here's the the biggest picture for me why are you working there's only one reason why you're working you're working to earn money to live today and to save enough money so that you have time tomorrow Mm -hmm. so in other words you're working for your retirement Mm -hmm. i don't know about you guys but it should look like a dollar amount number not a time number i don't plan on retiring at 65 for me it's just a monthly income amount that needs to come in at a passive level and to me that means rentals right if you're making a lot of money right now, but you're spending all of it, that's your own personal bottom line. That's your own bottom line profit. You need to treat your own finances like a business and see how much profit you have at the end of the year. Going back to the cash flow quadrant, that's the difference between being on the left side of the quadrant and the right side of the quadrant. On the left side of the quadrant, as soon as you stop working, the income stops. On the right side of the quadrant, the income continues because you've built that and it becomes passive. Absolutely. And so that's the difference. And that's why, to me, scalability is such an important factor in any true business that you want to build. If you're going to be out there and you're going to be selling real estate as a single agent, yes, you can make more money that way than to become a broker. Yes, that is absolutely factually correct. However, as soon as you stop working, the income stops. Whatever you've put away in savings, That's what you have. If you've been investing in a life insurance policy or if you've been investing in annuities or if you've been investing in the stock market or whatever it is that you've been doing that's going to create some kind of passive income for you afterwards, great, fantastic. Use those commissions to invest in more and more real estate, right? Build, uh, build an empire of rental properties. If you're doing all of that, you're, you're on that right side of the cash flow, cash flow quadrant. You're an investor. You're the I. And, and this is, to me, this is where good coaching comes in because it's more than just, hey, go call expireds. Hey, go call for sale by owners. It goes beyond that. It's what, you know, what's your commission rate? What's your profitability? And and even better yet, what are you doing with that profitability? What's your life what's your goal? End goal? What's exactly. your goal? What's your goal? Because you know, because if you're not working towards that, then you're in trouble. Time is going to pass you by. And no matter, you, you're going to be that type of person who looks back and talks about the good old days. Oh, I remember when I sold that $4 million home. Or I remember when I had that year in 2018 where, you know, I sold... 15 listings or 30 listings or 100 listings but if you have nothing to show for it today because you went out and bought the fancy house the fancy car the fancy clothes and you partied it up then 
what the hell did you do it for? Those are great experiences. Don't get me wrong. Those are those are definitely awesome experiences. But you can put money away to have experiences at the same time put money away for your future. You have to be responsible at some point. If you run a business on profitability, you need to run your own personal finances on profitability too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, scalability is important in any business that's going to be operated by multiple people. If you're just doing something on your own, make sure that you are building that nest egg, putting something aside. I mean, we have the general 10% rule, right? If you are, so many of our, of our guests have been you know, late 20s, early 30s, right? Start putting that stuff away now, 10% now uh, with every transaction. Make sure that, that goes into your- if not more. If not more, I mean, you, whatever, yeah. whatever you can put, the more you can put, the better, but at, at a minimum, I'm telling you, dude, you're, you're a real estate agent. You're a 1099 person. I would, I would put myself on some sort of salary. My goal would be to make, I don't know, you know, $250,000 a year, but I'm going to try to live off a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my salary in the rest. That's money. That that's my money. That's the money that I've earned that I'm not going to give away to, you know, Nike or, you know, or I'm not going to give it away to the mortgage company. I'm not going to give it away to the cars. That's my money. That's the money that's going to go to work for me. That's the money that I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy investment property and that's going to pay me every month after month after month after month. That way in 30 years, that one's paid off and every single, if, if, if you buy one property in cash every year and in not even in cash, if you buy just one property every year and you make the payments on it in 30 years, you have 30 properties paid off, 30 properties paid off. Well, not well, necessarily, because you're buying one every year, thirty like, years. Yeah, you have, you'll you're have doing math wrong, but yeah, you yeah. get the point. You'll, ha- you'll have a property paid off every year for the next thirty years after that. There you that. go. There you go. That's how that one works, and that means you get a raise every year. Boom. I'm just saying, dude. You guys are. I, I'm hoping that when you're looking at your overall picture, it's not just about production. It's not just about volume. You're looking at your profitability. Actually, and if you're thinking about scaling, if you're thinking about scaling to help increase that, look at your profitability. And if you're talking about you never want to scale up, you just want to keep your own production, then you need to look at your life as what how you're going to scale it. You need to scale it by having multiple streams of income. Nice. So either way, we're still talking about scaling. You're just depending on what point of view what thing you're going to scale whether it's your personal life or your business actually yeah all all very good points all right let's all finish this, thing, this guy up i got to do some door knocking in my neighborhood like literally because we're going to have a, a party this weekend so i got to go door knock on my neighbors and tell them <laughs> and tell them <laughs> and but at the same them. time and invite them but at the same time get in front of them tell them what it is you do boom all right. So if you guys need us for anything, Hernan at csfirst.com, James at csfirst.com. By the Systems way, Systems and Scalability, come talk to me. All right. And, and by the way, if you ever want some info on EXP, text uh, EXP to 31996. EXP to 31996. You'll get a little thing from our coaching program, a seven minute video to help you learn a little bit more about EXP if it kind of perked your ear if you're interested. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Make sure you follow us on social media at Business Bros Pod. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now. Or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 